after breakfast What's before lunch? It's Austin, Texas It's Weird Brunch Well, we're, all, we're gathered here today <laughs> uh, Because Karina is about to leave us I know Not leaving the pod, but leaving the state Yes Unfortunately, but I'm, fortunately for you, because that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I am um, only leaving um, the things I don't want to be in, but I'm staying in the things I do want to be in, I mean, like this podcast. Yay. yay! What's the number one thing you don't want to be in? Don't just say Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Another snowstorm with no sand trucks and snow plows. Mm. So you just want a functional city when? Yes. When, when the when exact same thing happens when, multiple times a year. When weather happens, I don't want the city to fall apart. Okay. Yeah. You want like the same kind of electrical structure that the world has? Yeah. No, yeah. I want to enjoy the benefits of living in what's supposed to be one of the first world countries. Yeah. <laughs> Take advantage of those nice uh, rights, mm-hmm. I guess. Exactly. Oh, and um, maybe to get an abortion if I want to. That'd sure, be nice. sure. Yeah. That would I mean, be cool. Hey man, yeah. yeah. Oh, and vote. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At least easily, you know. But just at all, who knows? Yeah. How far that's gonna go? Fuck. <laughs> Have the Democrats come back yet from <sighs> their? They're Texas Democrats. From Texas who House, would notice? Yeah, the Democrats <laughs> fled. But was it? Was yes. They Abbott had to, was like, we're gonna fucking arrest all of y'all when you get back. I mean, on they, what charges? I have no idea. That's the thing. They all look like middle school teachers mm-hmm. who are on a field trip they do chaperoning each other it's just a group of chaperones yeah. that they left the children at the capitol they, they should have taken the children with them they mm. if you want to really bust the quorum kidnap a republican and take them across two lines oh. it's a very republican move it is it's also i didn't really mean that if that turns mm. out to be a threat that some sort of say. state secret service cares about none right. of us are gonna do that and oh, if no. we do it wasn't because of this conversation that's right it was planned months ago <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I've been sitting on this episode yeah. for a long time. But now that the statute of limitations is up, ha ha, got you. Got you, bitch. Dan mm-hmm. Patrick. Oh, God. You'll never find him. I stashed him somewhere in Tennessee. Oh. Um, you know, I, mm. I, this is only, only vaguely related to what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's probably more related than I, I want it to be. Um, But I watched a documentary last night that I would like to just at least briefly mention. Okay. Um, It's called The Neutral Ground. Mm -hmm. It is about all of the Confederate statues Mm -hmm. that are coming down and have it. It's based in New Orleans when they like voted to. And then it took a year and a half to actually. And my friend uh, C.J. Hunt, it's his documentary, and it's gotten a lot of accolades. And where's it on? Right now, you can stream it on PBS until August fifth, I think. But yeah, I just kind of randomly, I was like, oh yeah, my buddy, because a bunch of people were posting about it. I guess like a few weeks ago, and then I watched it, and it's it's really good. Yeah, it is very good. So. Oh, wow. Is it Tribeca? Mm-hmm. That's cool. All mm-hmm. right. Well, I'm definitely going to check that out. That'll be fun. I Yeah. it's. Uh, I give it 10 out of 10, and that's only slightly biased. <laughs> also, PBS, like, yeah. 
that's legit. Mm-hmm. And They're, not sensationalized. Mm-hmm. No, and he's like he's a com- he's a comedian, and mm-hmm. so there's also like he's talking about really intense stuff, but there's some lightheartedness to it. So it's uh, it's just really good. Cool. Uh, neutralgroundfilm.com. Mm-hmm. That if if you happen to be listening to this after the window on PBS, I'm sure you can find something there to see it. Mm-hmm. If it's streaming somewhere or whatever. Neat. Yay. Isn't yeah. that neat? Good plug. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh, I already said that last week. Mm. When we, uh, Welcome one of to my Weird fa- Brunch. My, <laughs> one of my favorite things about being in Indianapolis was seeing statues all around the Capitol who fought for the North. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just, I, I've never seen that in my whole life. Yeah, right? Neither. Yeah. 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 Absolutely not. I mean, I've also lived mm-hmm. in the South in my t- whole life. So. Yeah, I've only Same. lived west of the whole Civil War. I've never been in states that fought in it until i moved here and oops yeah i picked the wrong side the only statues y'all have were the the demonic horse (laughs) we just (laughs) the airport yeah we just have statues of the nature that uh scares us because we don't want to put statues up of the people we killed to settle the area Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. different sins (laughs) Same country, different sense. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask y'all mm-hmm. if you remember what, if any, songs were uh, removed from the radio right after 9-11. Oh, that's right. There was a whole what? list that was like, and it was, um, it wasn't like an official government ban. It was, it was just Clear Channel. Clear Channel, yeah, decided, hey, let's not play these okay. right now. But they were really random. So like, mm-hmm. I have the list. Oh, I want to. Wow. I want to try. So this is two thousand one. Obviously, yeah. mm-hmm. don't want to talk about nine eleven because it's October. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're all freaking out. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. what would have been? I'm trying to think of two thousand one hits. Let me tell you this: it's one hundred and sixty four songs, and it spans all, all wow. of music, all time. It spans all time, except for like two thousand two to now, because mm-hmm. those hadn't been invented yet. Um, I want to say there was a lot of those songs that just obliquely mentioned like towers, and that was why you couldn't talk about them or play them. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Is there a Pink Floyd on there? There is. The okay. Wall. Yeah, that's what I was I thinking. I believe so. Mm-hmm. I don't have them all. Uh, no, actually, the wall was fine. No, the wall is okay. It was run like hell and mother. Hmm. Mother. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you're wondering which Neil Diamond song, America. Ooh. Okay, I was, I was. <laughs> uh, Would you like to know which Bangles song? Walk like an Egyptian. Yeah. Huh feels racist it does i mean oh is that why i don't know i know but i wonder what else would it be if they were like there are certain songs we just don't really want out there anymore i'm playing walk like an egyptian at triple speed in my head (laughs) okay what else is (laughs) i can't figure it out were there any like came out 2000 time ones did they ban smash mouth Mm -mm -mm. uh alien ant farm (laughs) smooth criminal but just alien ant farm smooth criminal not mm-hmm. the Michael Jackson version. Well, you can't ban Michael Jackson. He's done nothing wrong. 
I don't think any Michael Jackson was. Uh. No, all Michael Jackson was fine. Uh, Mudvayne, Death Blooms, though. Was that band or was just being pulled out of rotation? I mean, it was. It's on the list. Mm. Um, let's see. Blue Oyster Cult, Burning for You. Okay. Uh, don't fear the Reaper. Is that in there anywhere? No. Huh. Um. Let's see. We have. Is there like we uh, didn't start the fire? Yeah. No. No. Oh, wow. Only the good die young is the Billy okay. Joel. Oh. Mm. Yeah. No. Actually, mm-hmm. I can see mm-hmm. that. That's a good one to Beastie like. Beastie Boys sabotage. That one makes sense to me. Mm. Um. Let's see. Only if you believe the conspiracy that the Beastie Boys did 9/11. Bruce Springsteen. Which I'm on do. fire. <gasps> oh, I'm on fire. That was great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't have been more out of tune with you if I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Karina, I would like to ask you, mm-hmm. why would oh, Rock the Casbah? be on there other than another racially charged yeah. move the casbah mm. is in morocco yeah, and therefore vaguely middle eastern mm-hmm. yes it has to be that uh holy diver <laughs> yeah. god i love that song there i'm gonna get to one that it I sounds like they just banned classic rock yeah. i couldn't stop laughing at this at one of these down here but uh american pie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. drowning pool bodies yeah yeah honestly that benefited yeah. everybody <laughs> elton john rocket man uh, why i, mean, I, I guess if did they did they ban major tom Mm-mm. okay foo fighters learn to fly <laughs> Was any R. Kelly band? Now I'm curious about specifically flight related songs. Um, I believe I can fly. No, but all Rage Against the Machine songs. Oh, Oh, well, they were just itching for a reason Mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. POD Boom. I don't Mm -hmm. think I know that one. Pat Benatar hit me with your best shot. Aww. That's pretty funny. I so far still think the ones we've suggested have been better ideas to ban than the right. ones that they've done. Did they ban Hit Me Baby one more time? No. Huh. Well, no, see. Well, that was out by then. Yeah. And there that were was two. Like 99 ish, I think. They did ban Planes. Crash Into Me. Dave D- okay. okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's actually what started this at work. We were talking about that. And I was like, I don't. What What do you mean they remove things? I had no idea. Bridge Over Troubled Water. Yeah, some of these are like like Imagine is on here. That's because everybody hates John Lennon. Well, <laughs> uh, Sugar Ray Fly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, so many reasons, but that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Third Eye Blind Jumper. What about Fly Like an Eagle? <gasps> that's a good one. Um, that's Lenny Steve Miller. Kravitz. Oh wait, no wait. No. I was thinking. I don't know why I said Lenny Kravitz. Please excuse me. It is not on here. What about any U2 song where Bono portrays the fly? Is that Sunday Bloody Sunday? Because that one was bad. What about Pretty Fly for a White Guy? Mm. I mean, I'm pretty sure (laughs) there is some racist shit in that song. What if Van Halen Jump? Yeah. I mean, yes, might as well jump. You can't. Oh. 
Come on, Lisa. Oh, that's actually one that I would yeah. condone putting a a month long break oh, on. Yeah, no. So my favorite. And I didn't see it until like the fifth time I looked at this today. I I got no work done. Um, well, there's steam. Na 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 na. Hey hey hey. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> and then there's Safari's wipeout. What? Oh, that's funny. That's a funny. That's a funny that's one. That's a weird. That's a that's somebody who's like this is actually like a joke I would make. Yeah, so I'm gonna right? pull it off to remove it. From. I think most I mean, of these are. Yeah, it's just like a bad open lyric. micer deciding what jokes to write, and mm-hmm. then yeah. Uh, saliva. Click click. Boom. Um. Uh, okay. REM into the world as we know it. I wonder if yeah. after Columbine they banned a bunch of songs too. Like no. obviously now everyone's just tried so to used cancel. to fucking school shootings. Like they there tried would to, be nothing. But they banned trench coats, as I recall. That was they the big tried. Thing. Yeah, that was you and couldn't like, wear trench coats to school anymore. In some schools. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I got a metal detector the next year. Hmm. We didn't. I never had one. <clears throat> Red hot. <laughs> Must be nice to live in Austin. I graduated the year before Columbine, so Austin I never had is one the either. Reason the SWAT team exists. Because we had like the first huge mass shooting with oh, yeah. uh, Whitman and the UT Tower. Which, by the way. So don't even say that. I don't know why, but the <laughs> fact that they put the UT Tower up as the backdrop at the Valve just cracks me up so much. It weirds me out. I mean, it's Isn't like that... the one part of town where you're likely to get shot and they have like the monument to a shooter behind you. Maybe it's to keep the audience quiet. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's a threat looming. Oh, um, another mm. one bites the dust. Yeah, that makes sense. I get it. Red Hot Chili Peppers aeroplane. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, Got was it. that even getting played on the radio? What about Big Old? I, I guess sticking. That's also Steve Miller band too. Hmm. Big Old Jet Airliner. Yeah. Right. Leave it on a jet plane. The only Steve Miller was yeah Jet Jet Airliner. Jet mm-hmm. Airliner's on there. Okay. What about John Denver? Um. Sorry, these are. Uh, let's see, real quick, Metallica. Metallica, fade to black. Enter Sandman. Okay. Harvester of sorrow. Seek and destroy. Not kill them all. Mm-mm-mm. I guess it never got on the air, really. Mm-mm. Uh, Limp biscuit break stuff. Lenny Kravitz, fly away. There oh, we there go. go. Okay. So Led Zeppelin, stairway to heaven. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I went to, I went to Summit Elementary School. So every year we had a day where. We celebrated all things flight related because we were summit. Like, anyways, so That's we had to sing works. like all songs related. Each grade had to sing a different like fly related song, oh which God. is why I'm like, what fucking songs did we have to sing? That R. Kelly one specifically is one I remember. Mm. R-, R. Kelly did not make the list. Unfortunately, um, he got his time later. Great balls of fire. Ooh. <laughs> Some yeah. of them are just really funny at this point i mean it's all funny at this point yeah uh fuel bad day (laughs) (laughs) what about elvis presley hippie hippie shake no but do you know what the elvis presley song is there is an elvis presley song there is it's uh burn in love Uh -uh. Mm -mm. you're not gonna guess it it's not jailhouse rock is it Mm -mm. hound dog Mm mm-hmm 
Devil in Disguise. Oh, hmm. why? I don't. What Rolling know. Stone songs? So like, is Sympathy for the Devil on there? Rolling Stones. The only one is Ruby Tuesday. Did it happen on a Tuesday? Yes. Okay. That's why. I don't know. I mean, okay. I mean, it is Goodbye Ruby Tuesday. Right. I guess but... that could be interpreted as. The hat. Remember 9 11. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I've never heard this song, but Happenings, See You in September. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Gap Band, you dropped a bomb on me. Okay, mm-hmm. wait. So is uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire September on there? Yeah. No. What? Mm-mm. What about. I mean, I guess it was the 21st uh, September. That's right. If it was 10 days earlier. Yeah. No. Benny and the Jets. Oh, oh yeah. Elton. What about music from the musical West Side Story? Hmm. Here come the Jets. Where the Jets all the way from your first cigarette till your last dying day. Uh, I think that if I'm uh, not sure the radio play on that one. I though. think that if people come, jumping out of the towers landed in the mouths of sharks, West Side Story would have come into much more relevance. Oh. Yeah, as the Jets versus Sharks thing. And they were all jumping the shark. Oh, then they would have had to ban Fonzie. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he definitely would have been a Jet if we're. That's true. Thinking about is that canon fawns. though? I think it's canon. <laughs> I hope so. Mac the knife is on here. I love that Cat song. Stevens' Peace Train is on. They like, just hate they him are... too because I'm surprised they didn't Kat ban Stevens. all of Cat oh, Stevens because he's he converted. Yeah, Yusuf. Uh, mm. I don't remember what his last name was. Yusuf Cat. Oh, Alanis Morris said ironic. Because as the plane crashed yeah. down, he mm-hmm. thought, what well, is isn't this rice? Isn't this rice? It is, is funny rice? how many ACDC songs there are. Yeah. Highway to Hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, shot Down in Flames, Shoot to Thrill, Dirty Deeds, Highway to Hell, Safe in New York City, oh. TNT, Hell's Bells. Oh, it's Yusuf Islam. So it's oh, right okay. on the nose. Mm. Yeah. Um, What other New York theme? I guess New York, the... Can you play New York, New York? It's up to you. Uh, that was on the list, yeah. You it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alicia Keys yeah. didn't have her New York song Not with yet. Jay-Z mm-hmm. yet. No, she had just put out her first single, I think. I keep on flying oh, actually. into towers <laughs> of love of with love. you. Towers yeah. of love. Towers of love. That's the Tower of Love. Any Hughes, <laughs> Huey Lewis <laughs> on there? <laughs> mm, uh, Dust in the Wind is on here. Oh, that makes sense. That's, yeah. I'm, okay, you said Don't Fear the Reaper is not on there. Mm-mm. I wonder the only Blue Oyster Cult song is right. the Whatever one I said say. earlier. Burning for you. Mm-hmm. I'm burning for How about Foreigner? Foreigner. Yeah, because they have hot-blooded. Nope. Yeah. Filter, hey man, nice shot though. Yeah. Oh, Everclear yeah. Santa Monica. Explain that one. That's helmet. How does Santa Monica go? Everclear. The Santa Monica. No, that's Cheryl Crow. Until yeah, the sun comes up on the Santa Monica Boulevard. Well, now I can't remember. <laughs> Santa Monica is the song that, like, 
everyone like if you went to young life you heard this a million times i don't know why i can't remember it right now hmm. uh is it because everclear songs are named other things what like, you know like i mean i think father of mine is actually called father of mine but it's not called like, santa monica i'm really it- depressed but everyone knows it as father of mine <laughs> i bleach dyed my hair and that's their hit and dang actually has a different I know the lead singer of, course. You do? of his, yeah, Art Alexicus. Mm. <laughs> Fun uh, fact. That's I only know name. him from the guy from Eve Six's Twitter feed. <laughs> that, the, well, and there that you go. Guy. Heart Max. in a Blender. There you go. No yeah. one knows what the fucking song is called, but it's called Heart in a Blender mm-hmm. for Eve Six. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. He says Santa Monica in this song? Yeah. Well, they didn't. Ghost, but they didn't hit. Wait for it. Oh, I thought this was I can build you a garden or something. No, that's daddy gave me a name and he walked away. I don't know, maybe it's not. Okay, he's about to say Santa Monica. Anyway, that one wasn't okay to listen yeah, to. Watch the world die. Yeah. Well, I'll watch the world yeah, die. Yeah, he doesn't say Santa Monica. And I don't really feel like Googling the lyrics, but that's not part of the chorus. Well, what a... Who the fuck is at our house? Who is it? Is it like a food person? The guy from Everclear. There's nobody there. Oh. Really? Really. It's spooky. <laughs> My children are taking care of your house for you. How's it going? Okay. Mm-mm. You sure you don't have a good story? Yeah. Okay. Not from all of your books? There's not a weird story you want to tell? She's been reading like three books a day. She's That's in that impressive. phase of her life. I miss that. I mm-hmm. miss that phase. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. We go to the library and you check out like a stack this big and you actually get through it. Um, I'm impressed. He doesn't say Santa Monica. He just talks about hanging out on the like I said pier or whatever on the west coast. Mm-hmm. Hanging out beside the ocean, <laughs> swimming out past the breakers. He describes Watch it. Watch the world day. Yeah, he you describes can totally like tell it's Santa Monica from all, that lyric. All water. Yeah. There's just uh, yeah, 164. This is just a crazy list to me. It and does I keep on giving. Really had to bring it here, and I'm sorry that the podcast is gonna be five hours long now. Mm-hmm. We are 25 minutes in already. <laughs> 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 but it's okay. It's just been a long time since we've all been together in the same room. Yeah. Eating the same cheese and carrots. Mm. The same cheese and carrots. Mm-hmm. That sounds like we're all like mouths together eating it. It's like we are sharing lady one microphone. And the tramp. Yeah, we're sharing one microphone. Yeah. No. 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 Should we introduce ourselves yeah. to each other? Because yeah, yeah. I forget what you guys look like. I know. Yeah. You've already forgotten, like mm-hmm. even looking at us. I'm now. not sure which she one's can't which. Yeah. Jog her memory. Mm-mm. Will oh, someone uh, say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, go yeah, yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, you. Mm-hmm. Go, go, go. Okay. My name is uh, Lisa Friedrich. I oh. did just get a promotion. Oh, oh, oh. To head podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> She's just 
I'm oh. here to brag. Wow. We are happy for you. Well, I'm getting promotion to top podcaster. Thank you. Thank you. It took it took a lot to get here. My name is Karina Magar, and I just apparently got a demotion. <laughs> oh, you were top podcaster. I was, but uh, somebody <laughs> took weird. it from me. It's like me. you never talked about it before. Well, My name's that's how you get to be top podcaster. So modesty. <laughs> just don't tell anybody. <laughs> My name's Whitney Lamont, and I guess I've been... In last place as top podcaster this whole fucking time, and I didn't even know it. You're the one holding us up. You're the wind beneath oh, our wings. Oh, I, okay, wait. Holding us up can those go are, two ways. Are, yeah, exactly. Like, wow. I do like that, though. That's like a... You switched it on me. Um, I'm sorry. Anyways, I, I still feel like shit about it. So cool. I'm gonna kill myself. It's fine. All right. I've been saying the wrong thing for like a week. No, it was perfect. I've got mm. some songs here. If you wanna, I think I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make a Spotify playlist of all of these songs. Do it. Yeah. It would be a good I bet you one already exists. I bet you Look at that's how it starts. That's insane. Yeah. That they were like, not that. That song is like the silliest, silliest song. Like it's only used comedically in nineties television shows. I would put money that somebody has put that song behind footage. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's the playlist is already there. 162 <sighs> songs. It's about 11 hours long. This one has 164. And it kicks off <gasps> with Three Doors Down. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder if maybe just two Wait, songs aren't on Spotify. Which Three Doors Down song? Duck and Run. There you go. <laughs> and then followed by Down from 311. And then and then a lot of ACDC. A lot of ACDC. Yeah. Just a lot. Then ad-libs, then Alanis Morissette, then Alice in Chains. And, no mm. ABBA songs were harmed in the making of this playlist? Nobody could be bothered to understand the lyrics of an ABBA song. Yeah. Fernando. <laughs> I was about to say there was something in the air that night. <laughs> oh. Fernando knows what he did, but it wasn't this. <laughs> yeah. Did they do the Phil Collins thing? The, oh. I can feel it coming in yeah. the air tonight. They That's did. It? That's it? Okay. Yeah, can't do that one. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Judas Priest, some heads are going to roll. Hell yeah, they are. Uh, okay, I'm going to... What a lit... I'm going to have to, yeah, go and look through that whole thing. I'm extremely interested in it. It's it's bizarre. Why have you seen her by the chi lights? Tell yeah. me, have you seen, seen her? her? I don't know. Maybe because she... She fell died, man. Right? <laughs> she died. Oh, hmm. Did they think a woman did it? Devil with the blue dress. There's a lot of devil I stuff. Mean, I think they think a woman did it. I think yeah, it could maybe. be. Yeah. Um. I love that. Should we tell stories? We should. Okay. Let's. I guess that's what we're he- technically here for. <laughs> Oingo Boingo, Dead Man's Party. Okay. Oh, I love that song. I love anything Danny Elfman does. Did you hear his new song they put out at Halloween last year? Mm-mm. It's legit scary. It's so good. Mm. Yeah, it's like really one of the most frightening things I've ever seen. Ooh, Did he it. do it in a Jack Skellington voice? Yeah, kind of. It's it's hard to explain. I'm going to find it and send it to you. What? There's a... I think it was like a like documentary series or something about like how movie the movies you love were made or something and one of them was 
Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Whoa, that's what the name of the song? No, no. Okay, I was going to talk about like how Danny Elfman did all the music, and then they were like, hey, yeah, that was great, but can you not be Jack Skellington? And then that and got all weird. Like, yeah, it got all weird. And then um, what I was going to say just then is that my coworker was telling me that there is, uh, there's two Tool albums, heard of them, mm-hmm. and uh, they line up perfectly with Nightmare Before Christmas to where it looks like they made the album for the movie, but they'll never admit it. Nice. I was going to say, I feel like Maynard is way too cool to do something like that. He is that. not I think cool he wants you to but think I mean, that. He thinks of himself as no, way too cool too to do that. He, he knows he's a nerd. Yeah. I actually, I met him when he was selling wine at Aviary. How could you hear him from how short he is? <laughs> I was sitting on a bar stool. Okay. Hello down there. Um, he came in and sold his uh, Arizona wine, and Marco almost bought it, but then he thought about it and tasted it and said it's from Arizona. And he's like, yeah, we make great wine in Arizona. It's like, no, no you, you don't. don't. Mm. And even if you do, you shouldn't. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's, now it's, it's, Yes, now go on, get me. Yeah. Cock the shotgun um, and then you just scurried away. We only serve Texas wine. Ha, ha, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> that's the new, um, so that's the new conspiracy hmm. we've got going on in the office. And he sent me a, he sent me <laughs> one of them. So I'm going to watch one this weekend. That's cool. exciting. So I if like anybody it. knows anything about it. Mm. Nope. Don't let us know. I don't care. <laughs> I won't be listening. Thank you. Well, who wants to go first then? I feel like I I need a break from. Okay, episode right. two in twenty minutes. I'm just kidding. Yeah, everybody, potty break. I'll play a song. I'll play the new tool song. Yeah, I'll play the, the new song from last year. Playlist of banned songs yeah. for the next eleven hours. Stereo gum did nine to eleven hours. <laughs> nine to eleven hours. It'll be. Stereo gum put out a list of weird playlists on Spotify, mm-hmm. and one the one that was like the you don't know how to do that, but uh, the one that was their like I guess title image basically was from the point of view of a cicada, and all the songs are like. Actually, I bet there's some crossover between that and the 9-11 one. Because of all the flying? Because of the flying <laughs> and the like imminent death because you're about to die mm. as a cicada. Anyways. Mm. And you usually fall off of something, something pretty tall, like a tree. I've got that Alicia Keys song stuck in my head now, except I have it with your lyrics. <gasps> See, that <laughs> one. That one could have been. I know. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. Well, but could it? It came out in the late wasn't. 90s, right? Yeah. I don't think it was out by then. Yeah. 99 left balloons. Okay. <laughs> All right. We should move on. You close the tab. <laughs> uh, it came out in 2001. Mm. What month? <laughs> That's what I'm about to find out. I bet it was before. January. Yeah. Mm. It was released on my birthday, April 10th, 2001. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) You know when my grandfather's birthday is? What? April 1st, 2001. (laughs) September 11th. (gasps) 2001. (laughs) He's a young grandpa. He's a very young grandpa. (laughs) Baby grandpa. But he looks old because of the horrors of (laughs) 9-11. 
Yeah, it's mostly just birds. Uh, oh. That that's a lot. Okay. Any followers we had? Nope. They're gone. They're gone. They're gone now. All right, I'll start. So much 9/11. Is this a 9/11 story? No, it's a Wimbledon story. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, Same thing. Wimbledon. It's harm. Well, mm. I mean, it's two it's people harmful. playing Let's just tennis. There's also two mm-hmm. towers. towers. I know. Mm. And the court is shaped like a pentagon. No. Yeah, um, but the pentagon never happened. What? It almost happened, Lee, sir. There's no hole. There's no entry point. Yes, there is. It's through the tunnels. Um, oh, God. The tunnels that start in Arkansas, right? Oh my God! Trish heard me editing that, and she was dying laughing at me. Yes. <laughs> Does she still like me? Yes, but even more so now, because I'm precious. Mm-hmm. I'm precious. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I have to cut that out. Okay. Um, <laughs> Not the I'm precious part. No, I'll, I'll leave that in somehow. Um, <laughs> then I'll just sound crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm precious. <laughs> Drop that as the cold open. <laughs> so, the um, Wimbledon's been going on for a while, right? That's been a thing since the 1800s. And in the early days of the sport of tennis, uh, it was mostly played by English people and French people, and still is Gross. today, but also criminals, Irish yeah. people. Close. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Irish Damn. people Original criminals. Yeah. were very, very good at tennis. In fact, they won like the first 10 Wimbledons or like six of the first 10 or something like that. Ten-ness. Mm. Mm. That's right. Wow. <laughs> I'm precious. <laughs> precious. So, yeah, the, in the 1890s, yeah, nine out of the 10 Wimbledons were Irish winners. They also got two Olympic gold medals in tennis. Uh, in the initial 1896 Olympics. So the Irish, like, kicked ass at tennis. In fact, there was also an Irish Open that was um, not quite a Grand Slam tour, but it was a very important tour all the way through the 1970s. Uh, It was won by people like Rod Laver and Billie Jean King, people you've actually heard of. So Ireland has a tennis tradition, believe it or not. And part of that tennis tradition, unfortunately, is Veer St. Leger Gould. Ooh, that's a mouthful. It sure is. So, Gould was an aristocratic child, as most tennis players were at the time. He was the son of a Aren't baron. Aren't they still? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay. I Just not quite as literal. Like, this guy was the son of a baron and the great-grandson <laughs> of the Earl of Kenmare. So, like, wow, whatever that means. And uh, his hobbies included hunting and sailing and riding horses. You know, Love all that it. good stuff. Uh, he also was very good at boxing, as gentlemen were at the time, and uh, he was also good at betting. So B E D D or T T? Yeah, you know that's a double D. <laughs> Yo, double everything. <laughs> yeah. So he was known as kind of a Federer type for making flashy shots, but by like 1879 standards, when they were playing on grass with flat balls. So who knows what that means? 
That's he right. actually hit it a couple of times. <laughs> what do you mean flat balls? I said flat balls. What does that mean? Well, like a it means disc? that they weren't made as like bouncy. Oh yeah, because the oh. technology of the time. Like so, it was a lot like sure. smaller. I was game. about to flat earth and out. Like a <laughs> not not what, like square like a lacrosse ball, but smaller. Like they made bounce. Of wood. Yeah, but they just didn't bounce as well. Right. Made so like wood? the tennis court what used to be rubber. Yeah, well, there was still a rubber core with stuff okay. inside of it, but it wasn't high quality rubber, you know, like it is now sure. or like made like made to be bouncy. So like tennis used to be played more like volleyball where you had kept the baseline behind you because like that was like if somebody hit it that far, then you'd run back and you'd hit it back. Mm-hmm. But like it wasn't you had to stand stand back there because the bounces were going so high. You actually had to stay close to the mm-hmm. net. I'm getting into tennis stuff. That's not the point of the story. All right. Okay. So he won the original Irish Open in 1879 and became quite the Irish sports celebrity, um, even going to compete at Wimbledon, where Wimbledon, excuse me, double D's, not double T's, where he cruised into the 1879 final. And his opponent was the Reverend John Tharley Cross Hartley, who was an Episcopal clergyman. And today, the last priest to compete at Wimbledon. That's because Episcopalians rule. <laughs> so uh, the Sunday. Be- mm? Oh, you're oh, just. Oh, no, I'm just making like running. cool Episcopalian <laughs> okay. hand gestures. I thought you were telling I me to turn it up. that way. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> to, to make no, gang I'm signs for Episcopalian cool as an Episcopalian child. Yeah, that, that making gang signs checks out. It's about as effective as that phrase suggests. And so, <laughs> so the 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 final was on Monday, and on Sunday Hartley was doing his regular Sunday turn in the pulpit of a country church in Burniston, whereas Goulds was spending his night in London, drunk at every pub and partying all the way until the morning. So when the time came for the championship match, uh, Gould was super hungover and he lost in straight sets, giving us our only champion of Wimbledon, who was also a priest in Wimbledon history, which is fun. I love it. But Gould is the real story here because uh, he couldn't stop himself from drinking. After that, he lost the final of the Irish Open the next year and after that decided to dedicate himself full time to drinking. stereotype (laughs) and opium so that's cool that's Mm, different back Mm -hmm. in the fun days i mean just get real chill that's right uh so by the 1890s he's broke he's wandering around europe he's a bachelor and an opium addict and a drunk and probably no fun to be around when he runs into a dressmaker who's been widowed twice and her name is marie girodin so she, she uh, French? yes, hmm. bewitches him, and uh, Madame Girodin became um, Lady Gould. That's what everybody called her. Okay. So it's Vir Saint Leger and Lady Gould, and they're running around Europe, just a gambling and a drinking stuff away. So she thought she was marrying herself up the social ladder, but he inherited almost nothing because he was his father's fifth child. Um, something that he took pains to keep to himself because he called himself Baron von Gould. <laughs> but he wasn't a baron. He wasn't going to inherit squat. So they bounced around between Great Britain and Canada, as you do back in that time. <laughs> Very easily. Very casual. Yes. And in 1904, they were living in a squat in Liverpool when Vere St. Leger Gould 
came up with his last brilliant idea. He took all the money they had left and he bought himself a roulette wheel. Fuck yeah. In 1907, he bought this roulette wheel. He took it home. This was a pretty big investment. These are like, you know, the whole team and everything. And he studied it and he studied it and he studied it and he ran the numbers and he became obsessed with it and he figured out a way to beat roulette. He figured out the system how you could tell while the ball was spinning what number it would land on. Hmm. So he was all excited and said, what we're going to do is we're going to borrow money from everybody we know who doesn't hate us yet and we're going to Monte Carlo and we're going to win it all back at roulette and we're going to return ourselves to a life of luxury and glory. This is like that one dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, the other I feel dude? like I've heard We've done a story this. about somebody who beat roulette yeah. much later in the 1950s So or he 60s. was the OG roulette yes. fighter. He was so they went to Monaco and went to Santa Monica, uh, Monte Carlo, Santa Monica, <laughs> Santa, Santa Monica. Monica. They rented a via under the pretense that they were royalty on credit. Um, joined the high society set, went to the casino. Roulette wheel is spinning. They're winning over and over again for about forty-five minutes. And then they just start losing like crazy. Uh-oh. Because every roulette wheel is made differently, and all he'd figured out was his own goddamn roulette wheel. Yeah, aren't mm-hmm. they all weighted? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, and that was what it was with the other guy. Yeah. Like, he mm-hmm. got familiar with the older roulette wheels, right? And he, that's how he was able to kind of game the system. Yeah, he paid attention to the manufacturer. Yeah. yeah. So they lost all their money. <laughs> you Aww. just rolled your eyes at this guy we're talking about, like idiot. This he is such an idiot. <laughs> his uh, his stupid roulette system uh, cratered immediately, and but meanwhile, Lady Gold was wailing her charms on somebody named Emma Levin, who was a wealthy heiress who walked through the casino floor just covered in diamonds. Um, and so they became friends with her and she lent them a thousand francs, which I don't know how much that is now, but a, a lot. dollars. Sure. And they used that to keep gambling and losing because they still believed in this roulette dream. Um, and there was also other people who were kind of like milking Levin, who just apparently was kind of a mark, basically. Um, and this Madame Castellazzi was also riding on her coattails and borrowing money from her. And one night, Lady Gould and Madame Castellazzi got into a screaming match on the floor of the casinos, um, probably over who deserved to suck at the teat of Emma Levin harder, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, The fight was so big that it made the newspapers, which embarrassed Emma Levin, and she made immediate plans to go back to Sweden. By the way, she was Swedish. I don't blame her. Yeah. Um, And on her way out... She decided to settle accounts, and she went to Lady Gould and said, Please, may I have my thousand francs back? And Lady Gould said, No, I shall murder you. <gasps> and she murdered her. What? Oh. In her hotel Lady room. Lady Gould. I yes. thought she was chill. Dang, Gould had an H in I mean, it, like a Gould. She's a double widow. That's right. So nobody saw her again after August 4th, 1907, when she vanished into their hotel room and didn't come back out. Uh, she wasn't spotted again until they got back on the train to get back to London and one of the porters on the train noticed a dark red liquid oozing from their steamer trunks. Oh, no. 
It was mysterious. It smelled terrible. The couple was questioned. They said, oh, we bought some freshly slaughtered poultry at the market. I apologize. We must not have wrapped it adequately. Um, But uh, customs officials said, well, I'm going to fucking open this up. Well, yeah, because yeah, that's not what so, chicken yeah, blood does. Why no. would you choose chicken? Yeah, of, of all, all the, the animals, like pick the pig. Pick that's the pig. The one. Obviously, Obviously, pick the pig. Well, they they cracked pig. open the case, and they literally cracked open the case because out rolled the pig in the form of a dismembered torso uh-huh. of M11. And they searched her other luggage, and of course, found her arms, legs, and head. Yikes! So this incident became known as the Monte Carlo trunk murder. And it got global media attention. So this was like a really big, juicy murder mystery story of the 19. It was basically, I think, the biggest thing until the Titanic face in terms of like newsworthiness newsworthiness because of the fame of the people involved and the grisliness of the murder. They were convicted because, duh, did not... um, really cover their tracks well. Vera St. Leger tried to be chivalrous and he told the police that he had killed Levin in a drunken and drug-fueled rage. Um, But his wife had the marks of a ferocious struggle all around her, like bruises and scrapes and stuff, so it was kind of obvious that she did it. Um, And all he did was help chop up the body. They also... Lazy. Lazy men. They also basically grabbed the guts and took them to a nearby beach and dumped them on the beach God for the birds to it. eat That's thinking disgusting. that would help with the like, grab seeping. the nearby guts yeah so because he didn't actually commit the murder he was not sentenced to the guillotine but lady gold sure was so she got her head slip slip snip snip but she uh, put in a whole bunch of um appeals and actually ended up dying in prison instead of due to heads chopping off. Vera St. Leger was shipped off to Devil's Island in French Guiana in Cayenne, which is also where the French had sent Dreyfus of the famous Dreyfus affair and basically anybody they didn't want to deal with. It was their own little private Australia next to Brazil. And Is that uh, like in Butterfly? Mm-hmm. Why am I remembering that? It's pretty or famous. Or Mary Posa. What's the, there's a movie. Hmm. People did end up there, and they usually died because the diseases and stuff sucked, and there was nothing to do, and it was hot, and it was a jungle that was unmaintained and unsupplied by France. So in 1909, uh, about a year into his penalty, he killed himself, and that was the end of Vier St. Leger. To date, the only Wimbledon finalist convicted of murder. Dang. But not the only Irish one. No, just the Wrapped only. up, though, with that nice little nugget. Yeah. It's just because tennis players are weak. <laughs> <laughs> they have to have their wives Got do em. it. <laughs> Dang. Got them. I'm did. actually a really big tennis fan, and I'm offended. Mm. Well, write my. I'm precious. <laughs> you can't I'm be precious. offended. I'm precious. <laughs> I do believe that tennis fans exist, but I, I was lying. I, I'm not. Do you follow it though? I don't no. follow it, but I I'll watch it. It's like the Olympics for I mean, me, I'll where watch, I'm like, yeah. oh, it's I'll watch when it it's when it's on. like the finals and yeah. it's like Serena. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, uh-huh. my parents are big tennis heads, so I kind of have to like. Is that what they're called? Yeah, they're called tennis heads. They should just be called tennis balls. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or ballers or something. I feel like there's no, better you can't ideas call there. A 75-year-old guy a Yeah, baller. I guess a game that is dominated by old white people or watched by old white people. Yeah. Is, uh, I don't think it's dominated. Yeah, definitely not dominated. That was the wrong Y'all know choice. Tom Cruise was at the last Wimbledon. Oh, yeah. Because uh, the gold cu- or the Euro Cup and Wimbledon mm-hmm. were happening at the same time and he was with some chick who's in a movie with him. Mm-hmm. And he went to the gold cup as well. We, we do listen to the same We podcast. do. Or the Euro Cup, whatever. Mm. We're going to Tennessee. I feel like we mentioned Tennessee earlier. I don't remember why, but... Because you're the only 10 I see. Oh, oh that's good. I'm that's so precious. turned on now. I I'm like precious. It. You're precious. I, I, so I was just in Tennessee, and there's something I realized. Tennessee is just Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're literally the same state. I believe it. Yeah. Whoop. There's the robot. (laughs) That was quick. Uh, So anyways, Hmm. um, Tennessee, you know, it's the long, skinny state. It has nothing to do with anything that I'm about to say. But we're talking about a woman whose name is Mahaley Collins Mullins. Okay. And Mahaley is actually spelled Mahalia, M-A-H-A-L-I-A, but pronounced Mahaley. Oh my God, she had to say that every day of her life. I like that I name. I don't think people back then could read. Points. So I like it. that. Why have I not heard that name? Mahaley mm. or Mahalia? Either one. I have a cousin named Malia. Yeah, I know a Malia. Oh, okay. Oh, dime a dozen. Like, who gives a shit about that? Anyways. Too many Malias. <laughs> so Mahaley Mullins uh was super famous at the end of the 18th century well i guess a little probably before then also mahaley she's born in the oh what was it like 1815 i have her Hmm. shit pulled up some fucking where anyways she's born in the early 1800s she uh meets this hot guy um and they get married when she's very young she has her first kid at 17 as i mean which i don't know for back back then then, it's like super normal yeah average age not not that bad Mm -mm. um kind of waited a little while it's not like you got school going right Mm -mm. no so uh, these two fine people are set up on Newman's Ridge, which is a mountain behind uh, or the Hidden Valley. Yeah, behind, <laughs> a mountain behind the Hidden Valley. On target today. Fuck. It's true. Mm. So they're up in this mountain in Tennessee in the Appalachian Mountains mm-hmm. and having a good old time boning, doing all of that. And Mahaley and her husband are Making also dressing. kind of uh, popular people mm-hmm. in their rural mountain area. Uh, her husband was famous because he survived being struck by lightning. Like, you go, girlfriend, sure. And Mahaley becomes famous for three things. Oh, Number one, many. she starts becoming a moonshiner to make extra money on the side. And she's fucking great at it. Mm. Makes delicious moonshine. Number two. She is a... And I have Googled and a lot to make sure that this is not a racist term. 
NPR did an article about it, and they seemed okay with it. So and start I feel with like M? that's okay. Yes, but it's not the one you're thinking. Probably, it's a word I'd never heard. Melungeon. Oh, you were what? thinking mulatto. Yeah, what's a melungeon? I know. So a melungeon person. It does, and I was like, "Holy shit!" So, um, <laughs> is it she blue? Is she like the Kentucky? No, people? she's not. Okay. She's not blue. But um, Melungeon is a, well, it was kind of racist and derogatory at the time and now has been like more accepted as a term that they do use. Um, But it's defined different ways, mostly by being a mix of people or of ethnicities, I guess, between Native American, African American, and European. Mm-hmm. The Melungeon people specifically have come, like, were here before Columbus in some of the research. Um, they think it that type of person, or I don't know how to say any of this because I don't want to be offensive. That's the last thing in the world I want to do. But... Um, it was, they think, there's lots of different people who think, like, it was some original explorers. Like, the guy's name started with an M or something, and he came over and said they were here before that. So they have a bunch of different characteristics that fit all three European, Native American, and African descents. Mm-hmm. So... In general, by the year that we are in, which is the mid to late 1800s, they're definitely seen as Mm non-white and are therefore like totally fucked over by everybody all the Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And um, they were, a lot of them were considered, uh, I think the term was like colored free people Mm -hmm. though. Yeah. Um, So. Okay. Okay. there was like a special a special designation that could be given though i mean you know the old people the all the white people were like we still hate you but they some of them were recognized as free people as having legal freedom yes yeah and in tennessee while it was you know part of the south it was also a little closer to the north so uh, Mahaley was definitely somebody who sympathized with the Union and mm-hmm. not a Confederate supporter. Hmm. That doesn't really come into play here other than the fact that I, one of her sons died as a Union soldier. But we'll get to that. Anyways, Mahaley, she's doing all this stuff. She's a fucking moonshiner. She's... Uh, Melungeon, and the third thing she's super famous for is that she was gigantic. Yeah. Um, people, <laughs> a lot of newspapers printed out that she was the largest woman in the state of Tennessee at oh, the yeah. time. Kill me. Um, <laughs> Do it. So it's big and tall. Reported that sometime after giving birth <laughs> to her. She changed her name she to really Elaine was. Bryant later. Aww. <laughs> she, yeah. So sometime after giving birth to her 
19th child. What? Uh, Mahaley. Oh, my God. How was her blood pressure okay enough to do that? She's big. She's I'm a birthing woman. You know, she's she, supposedly she had 20. Um, anyways, Mahaley, after her 19th child, is infected by lymphatic filariasis. Sorry, I'm fucking that up. Um, But the syndrome uh, was elephantitis, and she it basically made her like legs and different parts of her body bulge bulge out. um, Cute, rendering her mostly immobile, and so she just started to you know gain weight and couldn't move around and like a TLC what else are you gonna show. do she was five hmm. nine so she was already a pretty a tall minute. woman wait a minute what? she's the biggest woman in tennessee and she's only five nine she's five nine i mean they're talking it's pussy shit uh, <laughs> girthy here uh, so <laughs> come from my 511 ass that's right she's suffering from elephantitis and is also gaining weight she's permanently enlarged is how this article put it oh my god me too um i mean (laughs) yes it's called turning 40 Mm. or 30 Mm. so mahaley starts selling moonshine from her cabin atop newman's ridge starts and i assumed she was doing that this whole time i mean they kind of were but she's doing it even more so now because she's like Stuck in her house. She's literally stuck in her house. She can't fit through Gilbert the door Grape anyway. She's Gilbert Grape's mom. Okay. Um, she can't get out. And so she's like, Well, we gotta make money somehow. And so she's making all this moonshine, and her moonshine is delicious. Oh. People are obsessed with it. Nice. Um, her cabin is 16 miles from the railroad, which is a lot, and three miles from the no- nearest accessible like road for like a wagon. So you're going to have to hike into the Appalachians just to get this moonshine. And people are like, I'm not fucking into it, bro. This also, better be the origin story of Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Mahaley was also... Everybody loved her. Like, she was super nice. And when kids would come over, she always had, like, gingerbread and milk. Like, they didn't have to drink the moonshine. (laughs) Gingerbread and milk. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, Apple and peach brandy were her specialties. Delicious. The brandy was made from limber twig and northern spy strains, which sounds like the some fuck? shit you'd get served at a fancy restaurant. It sounds like something you buy at Brookstone like, for your dad. Yeah, some mixologist <laughs> yeah. is like, you bitches don't and know what that is. And you just inhale the essence of it. Um, purportedly, the apples produce the smoothest taste and the least bite, quote, known to man her products were so well known people from as far as north carolina had heard about it she had a whiskey tree that was a little bit easier to access down near the i guess like the last kind of accessible point called snake hollow Mm -hmm. fun want to go there um, this is the most Tennessee story it is. ever. <laughs> you could go buy a hollowed out birch beech tree that was the whiskey tree and put 50 cents in and take out a jug honor system. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, so the cops are like, Mahaley, like, 
you know you're not supposed to be doing this like people aren't supposed to be making their own moonshine and she's like i don't give a fuck they try well, yeah, to because like what are they gonna do take her out of her home exactly so <laughs> In 1887, the first attempt to uh, serve her and arrest her uh, is made. And the term that kept popping up is that she was, Mahaley was like catching but not fetching. Mm. Like you couldn't, you could catch her, but you can't fetch her. Mm. So... Got to throw her back in the pond. She was like, she's too big to get through her cabin door. The only way to arrest her would be to take down part of the cabin walls. And the law didn't have the right to do that. Uh, She also, if they had tried to actually take down the walls or something, she was too big and too disabled from her elephantitis to actually make it the three miles Mm -hmm. down the ridge. So there's no way they're getting to Mahaley. Mm -hmm. And the cops were like, all right, well, every once in a while they go up there, they give her papers, and she's like, take me if you can. That was her quote, which I really like. But yeah. she also joked with... Come and take me. Yeah, come and take me, basically. <laughs> uh, she joked with the cops and would be like, I'd love it if I could get off this mountain. I'd uh, like to meet the judge. I haven't been out of my house in years. I've never... She was, like, born up there. She's never really been anywhere other than, like, that 10-mile mm-hmm. area of the Tennessee World. Appalachians. Yes. Uh, people called her Aunt Haley and Big Haley, and she always had visitors over, like I said. Uh, she had, she was one of 14 children. So her, I guess, taking after her mom. Yeah, yeah, like, Jesus. So 20 kids. Let's talk about the way a few of them died. Mm -hmm. Because why not? Mm -hmm. Four of her kids died as infants. Two as young children. Four of her sons were killed as, like, I guess, adult-esque. Richard, born in 1850, was killed when his gun misfired in a brawl. Come on, Dickie. With, (laughs) sorry about it. Uh, Another was killed during a shootout on Main Street in Sneedville, which was nearby, by the sheriff. Oh, my God. So the sheriff Sneedville shot him. Sneedville is still a place, I think. I wouldn't Sorry. be surprised. Uh, she had another son who was a Union soldier, like I said, who, was, who died at Camp Nelson in Kentucky. And her son, LB, E-L-B-E, uh, was also killed in a gunfight over Moonshine in 1879. Moonshine still, I should say that. A Moonshine still is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, her husband, all her sons, and everybody who died was buried in their backyard, and she would just sit in the doorway and check them out. Oof. Um, <laughs> I mean, she couldn't really go out there. Bleak. When she was 50, she remarried a farmer at that time, she weighed 550 pounds. Um, so the fact that she's up in the rural mountains 
and can't leave her own house and met a guy. That's insane. It's That's wild amazing. to me. Yeah. Tinder wasn't a thing. I, it wasn't. Well, I mean, it was, but it was just splinters of wood. Yes, it was yeah. Tinder. Mm-hmm. Kinlan. Um, I'm going home. <laughs> so by the time Mahaley makes it all the way, well, I think she was 75, yeah. She's 70 years old. She's unable to walk, stand, or lie down. That's incredible. She could only sit on her bed day Ew. and night. And beside her, she kept a cask of whiskey and she had a faucet where she would just like, if people came to visit, she would pass it out. But other than that, she's just hanging out, drinking whiskey. Mahaley continued selling her own moonshine whiskey until she died at the age of 75 in 1898. If I can't lay down... If I ever get to a point where I can't lay down, just yeah, just take Kill me out. Me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when she dies, there's obviously the problem of getting her out of her cabin. Gilbert Grape. Yes. No. <laughs> no, I can't okay. remember what happens with Gilbert Grape, but I'll tell you what happens with Mahaley. There was a like an unfinished chimney in her house unfinished something like that like they had so there are different accounts of it some people said yeah Yeah. some people said that they knocked down a wall which after doing some digging doesn't seem entirely accurate her house before the one that she was stuck in basically had burned down. They built this new one and they had just never fully finished, I guess, doing the chimney. And so there was either some type of hole there that was loosely covered up or easy to break through. Anyways, they end up having to haul her out through this open kind of hole where the chimney was. And... They can't find a coffin that's big enough to fit her. And so they're like, well, she's on this bed. We'll just saw off. It was a four-post bed. They saw off the four posts, uh, not all the way, because they use those as, like, the foundation, Mm -hmm. I guess, to build a coffin or, like, enclose it around her. And then they bury her in the bed that she died in, which also sounds kind of fucked up. Like, she was pretty much bedridden for the rest of for like a, at least five years of her life and then they buried her in that same bed I don't know uh, yeah like no refresh for the next yeah uh, for the next life next plane but, yeah. yeah she was buried in her thing um, and there are a lot of different legends about Mahaley mm-hmm. in Tennessee like she's become this at the time she was super super popular like everyone was talking about her especially when she died because it was like the giant woman who they couldn't get out of the fucking whatever um so of her in an 1895 Tennessee uh outlet I don't know what it was called it describes her and they keep calling her Betsy, which is a common like mm-hmm. m- name, but it wasn't really her name. So I'm going to say Mahaley. 
Mahaley is a moonshineress. And despite the vigilance <laughs> and the bravery of Uncle Sam's gallant army of revenue officers, she will remain a moonshineress, no doubt, so long as she is able to pour a drop of liquor off a keg or a demijohn and count the price of it. She keeps an open house year-round and extends to officers as well as other people cordial invitation to visit her whenever it suits their convenience. She could not be taken out of the house without taking off a roof and hoisting her out with a Derek. A Derek. Oh, that's a good quality Uh, burn right there. A Derek. During greater numbers of her waking hours, she sits upon a low bed, resting her feet upon the floor in a cask of contraband, always in reach. For from which she supplies the necessities to any who honor her with their patronage. She once sent her compliments to the judge with the information that she would like to be arrested and taken to court so that she might see him and something of the world before dying. Mm. Oh, yeah. This quote still quotes gross woman, 600 pounds gross in parentheses. Oh. Whose body measures uh, nine like feet. Like her weight gross? I mean, a gross is an I don't actual know if, amount. Yeah, they could but actually But a gross is 366, that. right? No, 144. 144? Yeah. The, what are y'all, what are y'all talking about? 12 times 12. It's a dozen dozens. I think. A gross, like yeah. the measurement, a gross. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. I, like, yes. I thought it was just like a different way to say weight. N- no, it's a specific weight. It's, a, it's like a stone, yeah, but like yes. way more than, or a ton. Oh, I know a ton. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like I'm that. precious. I'll look She's this precious. up later. So this gross woman, parentheses, 600 pounds gross, whose body measures nine feet in circumference, whose manners are as coarse as her physical organism, who <gasps> violates Ooh. law, defies officers, makes daily traffic of the dark beverage of hell, is not without a spark of sentiment or a trace of those finer human impulses and aspirations which reach out toward the divine. Once every year she causes her she causes her huge bulk to be transported to the cabin window from which she can from which can be seen the graves of her five sons and everyone whom died tragically and from this spot she watches the decoration of those graves with extravagance of beautiful wildflowers. What cuck wrote that? Yeah, it's some crazy, rude shit. Yeah. But that's what they thought of her at the time. And this is, these are some of the legends ish that are attributed to her now. Mahaley had 33 husbands. They all referred to her as Big Betsy, the she devil moonshine queen. When she sold you a gallon of moonshine. Sounds like a title of respect. Right? (laughs) I like it. When she sold you a gallon of moonshine, you got a gallon of unadulterated moonshine. Not just two quarts of moonshine and a quarter of water. Uh-uh, she don't got no water. She towered seven and a half feet into the thin mountain air that she could, quote, heft a yearling bull over her head with ease. When she sat to a light meal, she commonly downed a whole pig. Hide, hooves, and all. She could tear a firm, rooted pine from the earth with one hand and could splinter a two-inch oaken plank with her bare fist. 
Please make all of this my obituary. Yes. Around her arm, she could bend a forged iron crowbar as mm-hmm. an ordinary woman might wrap a length of silk ribbon. <laughs> I'm always, I am always wrapping silk ribbon around I mean, my arm. Aren't well, that's how you all. test your silk ribbon out to see if it's strong. Sometimes I'm too weak to even do it. And something called 600 pound, uh, 600 honest pounds. The author introduces the reader to Mahaley at a political barbecue where she wrestles and defeats four men at once as her prize. Mahaley requests that she be allowed to sell gourds without interference from the law, but the gourds are full of whiskey. Mm, yeah. I um, mean, what else would they be? She of? was also widely known as a female wrestler who was between 300 and 600 pounds, depending on who told the story. She's the original Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. A little bit. And she's got a posse. Yeah. She was just a, a large, fun woman who liked to party with twenty children and give birth. Yeah, and as far as I know, she only had two husbands. But yeah, the local lore is that she had thirty-three. Well, I mean, a harem of husbands I mean, sounds fine. I yeah. bet. Like, I mean, I I also love that as like it's despite being known as the largest woman in Tennessee, she still clearly fucked all the time. Yeah. Like she was getting it. Yeah. Cause those people were showing up and getting hammered on mm. no water in their moonshine. No water in that moonshine. But man. Yeah. That's, that's the little, little bitty story of Mahaley Mullins. And there are a couple pictures of her, actually, despite it. I mean, I know that existed. (laughs) She definitely, in both of the pictures, like, she does look large, but she doesn't look like she could weigh 600 pounds. Yeah. Um, Five, nine is what I can't get over. (laughs) Just not going to let that go. I mean, that's fairly tall. I mean, especially for a woman back then. Of the age, I guess that would be like if you just for inflation, that's tall. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Also, up in the mountains, those people in the Appalachians, I bet they hadn't seen a woman that tall. Yeah, they're all too small from getting bit by snakes. Bit by snakes. Is that from all the Jolo snake handlers? Snakes bite your legs down. Depends and, on how uh-huh. Christian you are. Uh-huh. If you've sinned, yeah. Oh, well, she was clearly a pure woman. Don't mm-hmm. dance with that one. It'll stunt your growth. <laughs> What's interesting is that you've both talked about the 1800s and uh-huh. kind of the turn of the century. And yeah. guess what? What? Same Z's. <laughs> Did we set you up? <laughs> Uh, not fully, but you know, time frame. We're all doing great. Hmm. Uh, so I want to talk about some freak show babies. Um, oh no! <laughs> Yay! That sounds horrible. Pinheads. Oh yeah. It'll be okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's start with Martin. K- uh, you know, hold on. I'm trying to figure out how I want to say his last name. Versus another thing. So I'm going to say county. 
Um, so Martin County was born Michael Kohn in Kratoszyn, Poland. There you go. <laughs> in uh, I watched Black Widow recently in 1869. Um, right time frames. Uh, beyond that, honestly, not much is known about him uh, before he immigrated to America in 1888. Why is that? Well, he was pretty quick to uh, muddle up some details about his past. Um, County claimed to have studied medicine in Leipzig and Berlin. He said he had a European medical license when he came over here. But historians are pretty much unanimously like, "Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm." he was not a doctor. Um, And then, I mean, like for one thing, like I said, born in 69, moved here in 88. Uh, He was 19. Like you're not, you're not attending college at that point. Um, he claimed to have studied under the pioneering Dr. Pierre Constant Boudin. 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 Uh, there's no A, though. I-N still makes a eh noise. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I see. In French. All right, la well, mort. Uh, merci. Especially uh, in Cajun French, where mm-hmm. everything has to sound like a duck. A duck? <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> Like booting in. Well, I wanted to call him Budden, but there's a different podcast with a completely different person. Um, Anyway, uh, Boudin is considered the founder of modern neonatal medicine. Oh. Boudin, uh, in the 20th century France, he was known for groundbreaking research into concepts like umbilical cord blood. And the benefits of breastfeeding and uh, perinatal care. Uh, all of this was, he was like, hey, if we do all this, uh, greatly improving the quality of life and the lifespan for the baby, for the mother, like all of the things that, you know, kind of nowadays were like the doy. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, guess what? <laughs> Here's the secrets. Um, so County said that he was Baudelaire's intermediary in the 1896 Berlin Great Industrial Exposition. Hmm. This is where the pair <clears throat> exhibited Baudelaire's <laughs> child hatchery. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh... To be fair, more likely County was like basically a technician, but he was there. Um, and then there's no real evidence of their relationship between County and Bolta. Uh, let's see. Also, County was actually in America in 1896 when that thing happened. We'll keep going. Uh, Boudin's hatchery was used to great success. It had been used with chickens on farms, uh, but it had never been, uh, used on humans before, right? Uh, so now that it's, it's being used with humans, the crowd 
<clears throat> gross uh at this exposition we're like holy shit we love this look at that babies are like chickens um buddha exhibited it in the 1890s in 1897 at queen victoria's diamond jubilee celebration oh. uh again in the 1898 uh, Trans Mississippi Exposition in Omaha, Nebraska. Well, <laughs> Big jump there. Yeah, that's they really crossed the Mississippi there. There's a lot of jumps there. Yeah. <laughs> we got to jump across a pond and then we got to jump across a country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, very confusing. <clears throat> and then in 1901 at the Buffalo, New York Pan American Exposition. So many expositions in the turn of the century. I refuse to say that we've turned a century recently. Um, that's at, how you got all the cool stuff. Like, how else do you see it? There's yeah, no TV. They you got it. Tour it. You go on tour. With World's your Fair exposition. Babies or however many. How circuses? many? Do we know how many he's traveling with? Uh, at this point, he's kind. He's kind of just show. I my guess here with Buddha is that it's like maybe one oh, to okay. be like, look at this thing that I built. He's like, come on, which one are you? Brand new mothers wants to <laughs> go from England to Nebraska Someone right now. Give me a choice. Also, the second that baby starts to lift its head on its own, we're fucking done. <laughs> we're doing. We're oh. not doing tummy time. <laughs> Absolutely uh, not. That's where he draws the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, at some point uh, in the early 1900s, like early, early, County was actually successfully using incubators to save premature babies so he had taken from Bhutan, and then he was using it and and he discovered like oh i can actually save these babies one of them was his own daughter wow so he's dedicated um little little going just a little bit back from there in 1903 uh county married a nurse named annabelle may and then four years later, what Annabelle, Annabelle May, uh, Annabelle gave birth six weeks early to their daughter named Hildegard. Sucks. Oh, that's uh, a classic. Is it? No. Oh, Broomhilda is the one that means like beautiful or something, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one means protector of Hilda. Of Hilda. The <laughs> protector of the hills. Uh, the hills are alive with the sounds <laughs> of protectors uh, of, of guard. Hildas, <laughs> so many Hildas. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> don't be. Yeah, no, no. Actually, keep going. We However have... long that song goes. Oh. How how that song goes. Um. <laughs> anyway. Hills on hills weighed only three pounds, and so County's like, put this bitch in an incubation thing, and then she was good. Um, so premature babies were just as common in the early 1900s as they are today, but there was little, if any, medical care available for them. Um, around three out of four did not survive. Um, doctors were still hesitant to get on board with these incubators because the, uh, human benefits hadn't really been studied in a scientific environment. So it was almost like a, I guess 
Yeah. Yeah, because you'd think it's like, keep it as close to the mother as possible. Right. Like, yeah. And so you don't want to be like, oh, let's test the Because it's a high put it risk. In the box. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, like, you, I, I don't know. Like, three out of four aren't surviving. So, like, at what right. point are you like, oh, yeah. let's just try it? Let's yeah. risk it. <laughs> right. Um, so the, quote, hatcheries were pretty expensive. A single uh, exhibit costs uh, $75,000 to build, which is approximately $1.5 million today. So the doctors are like, oh, the risk of it all. Um, so despite the mes- medical hesitancy to get on board with this incubator revolution, County was like, uh-uh. Uh, I'm determined. I'm saving these preemies. So uh, he found a um, far less conventional way mm. to uh, do this. Okay. Uh, he's best known in medical circles and uh, in the public for his amusement park sideshow. Oh, they're making money off of it. Oh. Called There's the Circus Baby. The Infantorium. Yes! Yay! Um, in which visitors paid 25 cents to view prematurely born babies displayed in incubators. Oh. I mean, I guess if you're like, all right, well, you want your baby to live, we got to put him in this incubator. If you want him in the incubator, people are going to see it and they're going to pay to see it. I you're going to have to hoard your baby for a little bit. They're clear for a reason. This was before child labor laws, I'm assuming. <laughs> How many hours were these babies being yeah. viewed? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, let's see. County set up two of these science shows um, at each of Coney Island's main amusement parks. Um, he also set up another one in Atlantic City, but... Not really going to cover that one a whole lot. Uh, one of them was at Luna Park, and the second was in uh, a park called Dreamland. I'm not sure if you've heard of Dreamland, mm-hmm. but Dreamland was burned to the ground in May of 1911, shortly before opening day. So these babies in the incubators are in Dreamland. Fire starts. Guess what? All of them are saved by the NYPD. Oh, I was like... God damn it. Mm-hmm. Yay, I, I also you. was when I was reading this. Um, the infants were transferred to the other one, the Luna Park sideshow, and that one actually ran for 40 years. The children weren't in there for 40 years. They, you know, still circulated. Uh, sitting in the incubators. I'm just still so little. I'm baiting. Uh, I'm baiting. Yeah. <laughs> Incubating. Mm-hmm. Not master. That's why I'm biting. Uh, get out. Uh, so the proceeds from the sideshow, because again, so like when you were getting on Coney Island, you paid 10 cents. You could do whatever you wanted. You could get on the rides, whatever. But if you wanted to go into the incubatorium, whatever it was, uh, you had to pay 25 cents on top of that. So like. Right. People that were going in there, one, they were like, whoa. But two, they were like, oh, I know that this money is going to like help these kids. So um, let's see. The, the proceeds funded both the care for the babies, which mm-hmm. we'll come back to, and the maintenance for their, quote, child hatcheries. 
It's so, such an interesting choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. that gets me every time. Um, some of this is directly from Wikipedia. I apologize. This is part of that. Uh, each incubator at County's Infantorium, that's what it was, uh, <laughs> measured around 1.5 meters high, had steel walls, framework, and a glass front. In order to fill the incubators with warm air, water boilers fed the warm water into pipes that ran underneath where the babies rested and the thermostats were placed inside the incubators to maintain and regulate temperatures. That's like fucking advanced. Yeah. In like 1903, 7, 11. Like that's. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Also Uh, with that type of stuff, I bet they had a guard and shit too. Yeah. Because they didn't want any crazy, sad people to come steal the babies. Yeah. Well, well, Oh, no. Uh, So County was also uh, concerned with the entrance of impurities into the air of the incubator. So in order to filter those out, uh, the air fed into the pipes uh, was the first filtered through wool suspended in antiseptic. So he's like, wow. I mean, this is insane to me. Um, Let's see. The air was then cycled out of the incubators, constantly refreshing the infant's air. During County's active years at fairgrounds across America, it was widely believed that the premature babies, this was just kind of a country, like, you know, it's a little bit getting into uh, eugenics, uh, but I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. know what the I, but is. Like, yeah. Well, you going to say like, but in a good way. No, 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 not in a good way. Not in a good way. I just think it's like Darwinism and then people that were really into eugen- eugenetics were more like, well, like more aggressive oh, about it. Sure. Like, yeah. Like should, babies should be out there yeah. doing what the rest of the babies are. Just let them die because they're yeah, not exactly. good. Yeah. Sure. Um, so during all of this time, it was believed that premature babies were, quote, weaklings, like runs of the litter, and they're unfit to survive into adulthood. So there was that was the backlash, which is very different than I mean, today's backlash. Yeah, but that's what the Republicans would be toting back then. A hundred percent. They love a good flip flop mm-hmm. after a hundred years. Uh, <laughs> so by the time County closed his Luna Park exhibition... He had seen some 8,000 babies come through his care. Of those, more than 6,500, including his daughter, uh, survived, lived, and had a great life. That's wonderful. That's more than 85%. So that's that's huge. That's like a big reversal. Yeah. Yeah. Way better than the 25% it was. Right. Would also like to remind everybody that this guy (laughs) did not have a degree. Oh, yeah. Uh... (laughs) He was he just, just had the idea that maybe the babies need to be in a box. They for just a while. need to be warm, and mm-hmm, they need to mm-hmm. have clean air. Mm-hmm. Uh, county slogan was "quote All the world loves a baby," <laughs> and he encouraged the nurses to take the babies out and cuddle them in front of audiences. Kind of weird. I mean, that's what they. I feel like if you're paying twenty five cents, it's like, Here's it's like the baby. yeah. 25 cents is like 50 bucks now. Uh, Mm -hmm. 
The babies were placed in incubators again with glass doors so the visitors could see them. Uh, at the Coney Island Infantorium, County worked in tandem with established doctor, Dr. Julius Hess, and he employed a team of nurses who lived on site. And they took care of the premature infants at all hours. So, wow. Not necessarily guards, but yeah. same, same. Yeah. Um, upon being admitted to county's care, infants would all undergo the same routine. They were first bathed in lukewarm water. And if they were capable, they were given a small dose of brandy. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, ease it. Yeah. I Let mean, me go to sleep. I, I don't have a problem with Put that. me to sleep, baby. Uh, ribbons, either pink or blue, were tied around the babies uh, and allowed visitors to identify the sex of the infants. So important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so important. If, if you can't do that, what are we doing on this like, planet? Why do we even care they live? I um, mean, the species will never survive if we don't know what the baby is. Let's not call <laughs> them they's. They're he's or she's. Yeah. They're only they's in large, large groups. Yeah. Yes. Gotta be at least yeah. more than 20. And if the, yeah, more than 20, then it's a Hilda. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole guard of Hildas. Um, so the infants would be on show throughout the day uh, in their individual incubators. And then excluding two hours for feeding. So there was a feeding time. And two hours to me, like, that's that's like actually being like, hey, we're going to take time. We're mm-hmm. going to give you the attention you need. Mm-hmm. Um, the preemies were fed breast milk in three different ways, depending on the varying abilities of the infants to receive milk. So, like... Number one is the fire hose. And they just... <laughs> yes. That's the... And if that doesn't work... Number two, squirt gun. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, That's cool. this is got actually it, it. Uh, yes. how super soakers were invented. Uh, Fun fact: He also invented the super soaker pump action breast yes. milk rifle. Pew pew pew. Um, you can hook it right up to the boob. Yeah, it's, the, it's a breast pump slash. Uh, it's just a woman coughing. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe how good you are at squirt gun sounds. Uh, thank you. I've been practicing <laughs> really a long time. On, on, on point. Uh, <laughs> most of them were fed mm. either by a wet nurse or using bottles. Um, but some of them Those were are spooned the two choices. through the yeah. nose. Spooned through the nose? Mm-hmm. I mean, Hold on. It all goes the same place. I know, but I still have to think about that. You just. I wonder. You just did like, like the babies have like cleft palates? Isn't or that were too what? little to like? Yeah, why would you spoon through? Isn't that waterboarding? You if, know, like well, no. If for some palate. reason, yeah, like they couldn't latch on to something. Yeah, for so. some reason they couldn't like maybe their muscles weren't right, there or whatever, young. so they were just like. I mean, I, yeah. Because like nowadays they would shove sense. a tube right, down, but they, but they didn't that. have a tube. Hmm. Yeah. Which your nose acts as a tube. If yeah, you... so they're basically... This is, this is... Like, if I take this Dolce called? Vita the... sparkling margarita and I no. pour it up my down my nose, I'm g- it. it's going to the same place. It's yeah. definitely not. I'm not going to enjoy just, it. What's no. the note? Neti pot. Neti pot. No. Milky pot. But you pot. swallow it <laughs> Neti of, milk. you know, letting it come out. No. Yeah. No. You just no? I don't want to think uh, about it. But it's like okay. the non closing your mouth swallowing Mm-mm. where it's like real hard, like 
Okay. okay. You get mad at me <laughs> so much for for way less, uh, Whitney, way less than what just happened. I'm not sorry. Uh, oh my God. We're talking about babies. Yeah. I'm just saying those babies probably made worse noises. <laughs> they probably didn't make many noises because they didn't know how to use their vocal box because they were little. And they were in the sp- spoon through the nose group mm-hmm. they were too busy trying not to drown yeah um so county placed strict diet restrictions on his nurses uh while they were under his employment they were what, not allowed to, to keep s- them thin they were not allowed to smoke oh. um, that was part of the diet but then they also weren't allowed to consume foods such as hamburgers or drink alcohol because he believed that this would impact the their breast milk so oh, like, okay. not yeah. wrong. Yeah, not wrong. Not wrong. Yeah. No, he's, he was two, two out of three ain't bad for yeah. nineteen yeah. whatever. But from a he's and so honestly, I don't know what guy. I don't know what hamburgers were like on Coney Island in nineteen eleven. I don't know that I, I trust that. Yeah. Not good. a lot of pigeon. Lot, yeah, I yeah. mean probably some more. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, he also encouraged them to take the babies out cuddle them in front of audiences and then in addition to holding the infants one of his longtime wet nurses madame wrecked <laughs> gross okay. hell yeah she had would, a big wrecked <laughs> would show a diamond ring to audiences before sliding it up the baby's arm to emphasize the tiny size of the infants wow mm-hmm. Ooh, ah Showbiz. a diamond ring <laughs> Uh, Diamond Ringling Brothers, call him up. Does Let's that mean go. he was under the? I, I don't. I don't know if "under" is the right word, but thought that like human contact was good for the babies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, he thought he, yeah, that and like if you can breastfeed these babies, even if they're not yours, Pop go for it. it. Like he kind of was on top of his shit. Yeah. Um, but he also was like, we're at a fucking amusement park let's do some tricks i guess Mm -hmm. put this ring on this baby's arm yeah sure um give them their 25 cents worth right but those performances triggered some outcry from child protection groups uh they were saying that he was objectifying the infants for monetary gain i'm not mad about that though like i'm all of this seems so modern yeah that like i could yeah Okay, sorry, continue. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, to me, it's like, well, if, you, if you're if you upset that he's making monetary gain, like, look into it a little because all of the money is right. going to pay for these nurses and paying for these yeah. incubators. Um, this but, is, I mean, this still goes on to this day. Oh, yeah. Mary-Kate and Ashley would not have survived. I skipped a story about a twin been... that didn't survive and a twin that did. <laughs> interestingly enough yeah but if Um, they hadn't been on full house they would not have gotten the medical care they needed to make it to it's true 30 it's true and then we only would have had elizabeth and honestly that actually is probably yeah the way it should be uh in acting wise i disagree with you lisa okay well we'll talk we'll take it offline uh Mm, take it outside I was gonna yeah, suggest we watch Mary Kate and Ashley slumber party after this, but if you're not a fucking go fan, live on the Instagram, I guess we gotta fight about it. Okay. Uh, wow! In 1897, as County was starting his career in the f- like field of neonatology, 
uh, some anonymous source in a medical journal was like, this is an unscrupulous way to make money. Money. He... (laughs) (laughs) That was so dumb. I love it. Um, he did say that, like, hey, look, this is a sideshow, you're right, but this is also, like, this is the last resort for mm-hmm. these babies. Like, if no one else can figure it out, that's when they come here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he also was like, also, the survival rate here is way higher than mm-hmm. anywhere else. Um, so then in 1934... In order to demonstrate the importance and success rate of the incubators, County hosted a reunion at the Chicago World Fair for the babies that he and Dr. Hess had cared for in 1933. Get it, bitch. I wonder if any of those children were killed by H.H. Holmes afterwards. Yeah, at crawl the down these stairs. The Chicago World's Fair. That's very I know. Did it. I know. I know. Um... Maybe he was just pissed (laughs) about this. Uh, On July 25th, 1934, 41 of the 58 babies accompanied by their mothers returned to Coney Island for the homecoming ceremony. I love it. I know. It's really sweet. Um, Techniques that he had perfected included the kangaroo care which is in-room bonding between the parents and the baby. So you'll see this, um, you know, I mean, nowadays on your Instagram or your Facebook feed, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's it's your friends that are terrified, but they're, they've got their hand through the, the plastic box or they're holding their premium, but they can't take the baby home, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's very important. And if you don't get that immediate... <laughs> connection with your baby uh sometimes you end up crazy like adopted people um wait a minute i know hold the phone wait a second hold the phone nobody's ever accused me of being anything but normal same (laughs) so much same Mm -hmm. uh let's see oh he also uh was into advanced antiseptic techniques uh which are all like all of what we've said that's all been adopted by the modern yeah Yeah. modern medical community and let's see today one in 10 babies is born prematurely in the united states and their chances of survival are much higher than they ever were before thanks to these child hatcheries dr martin county died in 1950 uh, his World's Fair sideshows and Coney Island ex- exhibitions paved the way for where we're at now. Um, and this is a radio spot for his incubators at, uh, at the Chicago's World Fair. Oh, I'm excited. Oh. The incubator station for premature babies is not primarily a place for exhibitions. Exhibiting tiny infants. Instead, it is actually a life-saving station where prematurely born babies are brought from leading hospitals all over the city for the care and attention that they are afforded. That's it. The weirdest... The weirdest way to save so many babies now. Long walk. I wonder how many, like, women were turned away, like... Mm. Because if, like, that seems to me like they were like, well, yes, it's this thing, but it's also like 
the ultimate hospital where your baby will be taken care of. So like you've got witnesses yeah. every day. I would have just been like, just had this. I'm gonna drop it off at the mm-hmm. incubator, make sure it gets all its good stuff, and then come pick it up in a couple months. Yeah, you know, totally. But you know that that was such a like. That that had to have been such a forward thinking woman to do that, right? Like, true. Th- it's incredible. Yeah, that's really cool. Wow. The photos are are weird. I bet. I'm do they sure. have a diamond ring one? Uh, no. Well, maybe. Man, I really. I like pay a quarter to see Vanna that. Vanna White, mm-hmm. but like with an infant. Yeah, I just exactly. keep thinking about this one, where he's Aww. like double fisting oh. preemies. <gasps> he looks like Mel Blanc. What? I burped in the mic. <laughs> he they looks do. like Mel Blanc, the voice of the Warner Brothers cartoons. Oh, the nummy man. It does look like they could be two like little kittens almost. Just yeah. They're tiny. They're, look at their little stations. We can cut this out. I can also no, show you all I this mean, later. That's no, brilliant. We'll like, use it too. I'm so surprised like, this guy existed. That's so advanced. And that so cool. the story you started out with stayed good. Oh, is that what you're surprised by? Thank no, you. No, I mean like morally good. Oh, like yeah. I was, I was like because well, he's it yes. comes off so shifty. Yeah. Well, yeah. you were like newborn baby circus, and I was like, yeah. Fuck. uneducated man gathers vulnerable I mean, yeah, children exactly. to himself. Man with no degree takes care of new or preemie babies. Yeah. And yeah. but that's true. But it, it works. That's, that's what it was. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I don't know how much doctor accreditation meant. I mean, back look then how in the look how intense that like setup is. That's it, pretty cool. Oh, nice. I'd pay twenty five cents. I know. Oh man, that's some deco shit. I like right? it. Right? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> well, all that classic stuff. Speaking of babies who need care and mother's touch. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you gotta go. Here. Yeah, I think they're still here. Yeah, I see them. Okay. They're playing with my Nintendo. Oh, I nice. feel so special because cool. I sat it out there and I was like, here you go. If you want, um, if you that's awesome. Play it, you well, know. you might be here for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're in the incubator. Oh, wait, there she is. <laughs> oh. She's coming to give you love. Well, I'm going to take these to get some uh, ice cream if they want it or cookie or whatever. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. Amy's is pretty close. Pretty by. close. Yeah. And they have that cool, like, playground out front. Nice. Um, this was so much more fun. It was so much I know. more fun. I'm, I, I, miss, I didn't realize, I think, how much I miss Me too. being all together IRL. Yeah. Well, well, maybe we can do one never more. Happen again. Um, maybe we can do one more and, uh, maybe I can, I'll keep you apprised of my travel schedules. That maybe too. we can coordinate this from time to time. Yeah. And maybe next time, or if we're able, like, I mean, in the olden days, we would do two episodes in one sitting. Yeah. Which is... It's pretty it much the rough. amount of time we spent on this yeah, one. Yeah, that's true. We have to we be a little more efficient. We for a very long time. Right. We just got excited. Yeah, it's not our fault. But, uh, we're just gabbing, girlfriends. Just <laughs> gabbing. <laughs> so, yeah. anyways, but... Um, well, Karina, I'm yep. sad that you're moving away, but I know you'll be back pretty Probably frequently. Back. She's keeping a, you know, holiday house here in yeah. Austin. Just, just living that life. 
Yeah. I'm keeping a holiday house and a pair of children here. Mm-hmm. So I'll yeah. be back a bit. So you're anchored. <laughs> yes, Whether you like it or not. It's my anchor babies. Yes, your anchor it's your hatchery. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> no. Yeah, that is the one major issue I had. Yeah, I did that. that the, the, the hatchery? Yes, because they're already hatched for starters. Yeah. Get it right. But also, I bet he was like, we'll call it a hatchery because that's what they call it. I mean, he was a marketing genius in addition to a medical genius. I bet if I was back then, I'd be like, oh, my God, that's a great idea. Like, what a a play on words. What a great name for a brunch place. Yes. The Infantorium? The Infantorium. (laughs) The the hatchery. Because eggs. You crack them. You do. Yeah. Okie doke. Follow us. Follow, yeah, yeah, follow us at Weird Brunch wherever you want. Um, and like a or like rate us if you want to. That would be great. If you want to, uh, that would yeah. I think that would be a good thing. Just um, like us. That's all we need. If, if you, you ever hear to. any stories that you think are crazy, send them our way. Yeah. yeah. Also, we just also like that. Come pull me out of the incubator and. Hold me. Oh, wow. Some people need human contact, and those Squirt people are... Squirt a little are, milk in her mouth. And Lisa. those people are precious. Oh, fuck. That's what I was going to... Oh. Oh, wow. What a button. Sorry. You just plowed through it. <laughs> I'm precious. You're precious. We're all precious babies. <laughs> <laughs>